It would. Was I a great king? Will I be remembered by the sands of time as a king who battled France? Maybe I didn't win, but will I be remembered as a good king? Uh, sure, sire. As these ailments sent me off to death, will I be remembered as one of the greatest? Certainly, sire. You will be remembered as one of the greatest at something, all right? As one of the greatest kings, Edward. Perhaps something else, sire. Oh no. Is it the gluttony, the tantrums, the obesity, the lust or the wife killings? It would most certainly be the wife killings. Wife hopping, wife dumping, everything wife related, sire. Oh damn you, Edward. At least the Lord will host me in heaven. Not too sure about that either. Sire. Damn you! Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <gasps> and most importantly, always remember, please, don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Rounding up Women's History Month we'll be walking through Old England as we witness the tale of six women who otherwise define the rise and fall of the English monarch, King Henry VIII. Don't know why you have eight guys in the same family named. It's fine. It's fine. King Henry wasn't always the tyrannical wife killer history remembers him to be. To be fair, he only killed a third of his wives, so tyrannical wife killer is a bit of a stretch. Tyrannical wife substitute her more like. Before his descent into madness, he was a pretty chill dude. Your average cool Joe in high school, with the true makings of king. Even though he wasn't set out to be king initially. He had a brother. Arthur. No, not that Arthur. Arthur was heir, and was brought up to be the next ruler of England. Henry was more or less the forgotten second son who was a spare to Arthur. Like Prince Harry. Arthur marries Catherine of Paragon, Catherine with a K, for political sake, of course, but he dies without an heir, which means that the next in line is Henry. Now, Henry marries Catherine of Paragon as well, only that he's actually in love with her, ish. Henry's father becomes a tyrant towards the end of his life, and the people aren't very happy with this. Then he dies, shortly after Christmas. So it's kind of a double celebration type thing, you know, jingle bells, ex, adieu, papa. And just like that, Henry goes from spare to backup to big honcho. Now, the newly coronated king of England, Henry VIII, was a cool guy. Handsome, even, by their standards, and pretty athletic. With his brother's bride by his side, 
they lived happily ever after in their castle. The end. Now, that would have been such a cool end to the story, you know? But then there's a sequel. Henry needs his son. And he was a faithful man, so if it was going to come from anybody, it was going to be his wife. Divorced. Part 1. In his first marriage, Henry was loved by the people and his subordinates. He was a generous man and a generous king. During this time, Henry took part in the Pope's war against France, lost four kids in infancy, and ran out of money during the war. Sire, I believe we must abandon the war. It's always absolutes with you, Edward. What do you mean, must? We're winning, after all. Yes, sire, but we have run out of money. Edward, I'm the king. I can't be broke. And besides, who needs money to win a war against the French? You, sire... Wait, what? Coincidentally, sire, your fair lady awaits you with your hair. I still can't get over that. You get to know someone for a few minutes and nine months later, boom, baby. Henry abandons the pup's war and heads for England to meet his heir. Kathy, may I see my boy, please? My liege, tis not a boy, but a girl. Did you say girl or L, my love? Henry wallows in sadness as his wife had failed to give him a male heir. In his eyes, it could only have been her fault. First, he ran from a war with his tail tucked between his legs. Now, he had no male heir to inherit his throne. And on top of that, his alliance with his wife's nephew was in shambles. That's a completely different history lesson. Yep, he could only blame her for all this. The oldest trick in the book, that one. Literally. You can ask Adam. It is the oldest trick in the book. In his sadness and anger towards Catherine of Paragon, Henry ate his way from a gigachad to a fat boy, and his stomach swayed further away from abs. And as his stomach swayed further away from abs, so too did his eyes from Catherine of Paragon to one of her ladies-in-waiting, Anne Boleyn. Surely, but shortly, the king was head over heels for Anne, completely infatuated with her. Anne was just his kind of gal, a cultured woman, some would say, but Anne played hard to get, or maybe they were playing different games altogether. Either way, she really strung Henry up like a puppet. He was buying gifts and writing her poems. Some would call him a finished man. And my girl Anne rejected it all, only asking for him to put a ring on it. If Henry wasn't already married, I'd be going, Yas, queen, you go, girl. If he likes you, he best be putting a ring on it, just like Queen B. But he was. So boo! Another angle, though, is that Anne was actually being loyal to Catherine. I mean, think about it. She rejected the gifts and asked him to do something impossible. I say impossible because the Roman church nulled his attempts to divorce his current wife, Catherine of Paragon. Back then, divorce was a big deal, as it should be. This pissed Henry off. He once held the Roman church in high value. 
He loved the church so much that he went to war for the Pope. How could they do this to him, he thought. And then Henry received a rammer, most likely from down below. He was the flipping king. He could do whatever he wanted, and he did. He broke off from the Roman church, establishing the Church of England. I'm about to read you a letter from Henry to the Roman church at the time. Dear Roman church, with all disrespect, sod off. I don't need you or anyone telling me that I can or can't get a divorce. I'll be building my own church now and we are going to follow my rules. I'll be seeing you all at the annual church Olympics. I'm still invited to that, right? Yes? Yours begrudgingly, Henry VIII. It's, it's, it's not a real letter. That's pretty much how the breakup went. This led to a great divide in England. Henry split his country for a woman that probably didn't want him. In the end, he got his divorce, and Catherine of Paragon was Paragon. Beheaded, part one. Henry wedded Anne, and it was happily ever after, for a while. He partied, ate, got constipated, ate some more, partied more, jousted, ate even more, got more constipated, jousted again, and nearly died when he got into an accident during a bout of jousting that might have given him brain damage and injured his leg. If there's a lesson here, don't be a glutton. Sire, how many fingers do I have up? Mama, is that you? I'm not your mother, but your hand. Mama, why won't you let me go play with my Arthur? Yeah, boy. Summon the doctor at once. This brain damage would potentially drive Henry towards despotism, a synonym for tyranny. This, of course, meant that heads would surely roll, because you can't defy a tyrant, even when it's his fault. During this time, Anne had had four pregnancies and only one was successful. Is it a boy or an absire? I wish it were. <sighs> Sadly for Henry... He didn't get the male heir he so desperately desired for validation purposes and, like his first wife, he fell out of love with his beloved Anne. <laughs> you promised! You promised you could give me an heir! But she is an heir. You're just sexist, my liege. <laughs> sexist? What is that? Some new delicacy? Wow, you really only do think of food. Henry grew resentful towards Anne, and just like before, his eyes swayed to a new childbearing prospect. A new air incubator, if you will. Jane Seymour. Rumor has it that she had 2020 vision. Get in? See more? Suddenly, allegations from out of thin air were hurled at Anne. Was it a plot that would remove the current queen and replace her with Henry's new heartthrob Jane? Probably. The allegations arose as a result of Anne being spotted dancing with a relative. Apparently, she was being quite weird with him. So the public assumed they were seeing each other. Anne was accused of adultery, incest, and a plot on the king's life. I mean, if you're going to accuse someone falsely, you might as well go all out. Most of these accusations must have come from fans of the Roman church 
and Catherine of Paragon. I mean, no way they'd let Anne win. And they couldn't exactly touch Henry now, could they? The allegations were all falsehood, but they stood, even if Anne had alibis and witnesses on her behalf. Seems like Anne Bowling had been bowling all along, and all her throws had now gone into the gutter. The court decided, and Anne Boling was Anne Bolout. Wow, so many jokes with that name. Becoming the first queen to lose her head at the hands of Henry. Yeah, the first. Died. Almost immediately after the death of Anne Boleyn, Henry married his third wife. At this time, a lack of a male heir had Henry a public ridicule in the eyes of other nobles from other Eurocentric countries. And best believe if the Englishmen even tried to ridicule their king, it was off with their heads. Oftentimes, King Francis I of France and Charles, the Holy Roman Emperor, would jeer in private. <laughs> Charles, look at him. He has no male heir. You know, right? You can't imagine. A woman might rule England in a few years. <laughs> look at his sorry behind as he walks. <laughs> a fatty bum bum with no male heir. <laughs> with his ego in the mud, Henry decided to do the most masculine thing. Hit the gym because he was a fat ass? No. He decided to get a self-portrait done with a few enlargements as overcompensation. But at this time, Henry was far from peak health as a result of his excessive eating and inactivity due to his sustained injury from his jousting accident. But there was good news. His third wife, Jane, was with child. But Henry was used to this sort of news. Was it a boy or a girl? Find out after the break. Hey, up! Bye on the break here. Guess what podcast anniversary is coming up next Wednesday? Ours! Mine, but I'll allow it. And I want you, my listeners, to be on it. But bye How's that supposed to happen? Glad you asked. All they have to do is join the What A Joke WhatsApp community from the link tree in the description and share a voice note about... When I say description, let me just take it back. For explicit reasons. Description in this episode. When you open the episode, you will see the notes. You know, talking about the episode. Click it. You will see the link tree there. The link tree. Is it tree of links? Check it there. Yes, and share a voice note about your experience so far with the show. When you found it and what it's meant to you so far. And so on. You just might hear yourself on your favorite show next week. Now, back to the episode. Praise be to God, sire. It's a boy. Yes! My beloved! Damn you, Charles! Damn you, Francis! In air. Finally, Henry would no longer be the object of ridicule in the courts of the affluent. However, the celebrations were caught short with terrible news. Sire, Lady Jane has passed. No! My beloved! Henry mourned. The woman who gave him an heir his favorite of all his wives. Divorced, part two. Years had passed and as everyone grieves differently, so too did Henry in his own special way. He ate and wallowed in sadness. But now he was ready to move past it again. He was ready to love. Or at least get married again. His hand, Edward, 
had come with pictures of noble women for him to choose from. Sire, Lady Windsor of House Dumbledore. Swipe left, she's hairy. Lady Susan of House Whistledown. Too fat. Swipe left. You all want to talk. What? N- nothing, sire. Lady Anne of Cleves. Ooh, swipe right. She's pretty. Henry was giddy for the arrival of Anne of Cleves. Bear in mind he was excited because she was so breathtakingly pretty. When Anne arrived, Henry was shocked by who he saw. And not in a good way. Sire, your bride is here. Good day, my lord. Where is she? Tis I, sire. He'd been hoodwinked, catfished. The picture of Anne he was shown did her far too much justice, in his opinion. According to him, Anne of Cleves was ugly and repulsive. Nothing like the picture shown him. No, you're you're not Anne. You're an ugly common. You're one to talk. What? You dare. Sire, no need to overreact. She's the one in the photograph. You have been catfished. Henry, unwilling to marry Anne, was made to do so for political reasons. However, the marriage was never consummated. Hence, rendering the marriage null. A divorce was issued, which Anne of Cleves accepted. I mean, she didn't want her head to be cleaved off her body like her namesake before her. Anyway, after the embarrassment, Anne of Cleves was given the title sister to the king. She was enriched and given a castle as her divorce settlement. If you ask me, she was the winner in all of this because... Beheaded. Part 2. After the divorce with Anne of Cleves, Henry married Catherine with a C, Howard. She's famed for being pretty and also being 17 at the time of her marriage, which would have undoubtedly been weird in today's world. I can already see the headline. Anyway, Henry was a simp for Catherine. He loved her, but she loved other men. This polyamorous behavior of Catherine Howard was her own undoing. The king soon found out of her treachery, which should have been expected, I mean, yeah. For that, she was charged with adultery and treason. This will hurt me more than it hurts you. But I must know, Catherine. Why? <sighs> A woman needs her needs met. And you just couldn't keep up, fat boy. Hmm. Then this will hurt you more than it hurts me. Off with her head. Very well, sire. Off with her head. Catherine Howard had a short-lived stay at the castle before being charged and beheaded. Survived. Catherine Parr, yes, an abundance of Catherines. I do not understand what was going on here. I think at this point, they just felt like, you know what, just bring him namesakes, Anne's, Catherine's. But yes, Catherine with a C, Parr, would be the sixth and last wife of Henry. Parr took care of the king during his last days, and she survived the tyrannical king through epic flattery and praise. That is, she whined my guy to the afterlife. Henry died at the age of 55, which would make sense seeing how he was slipping in and out of ill health. Henry did go down in history, not for the things he would have wanted, but for the things he did, which is how these things often work. Five years later, 
his son would die because, well, that's life, I suppose. Note, me talking about a tyrannical ruler has nothing to do with the current political landscape of my nation. All things mentioned during the recording of this episode are purely coincidental. A big shout out to Eddie, the writer for this episode. Make sure to subscribe to What A Joke Everywhere and I will see you at the anniversary next week. I will, I will not be seeing you because I'll be in my house when you're listening to the episode. But yes, still, excited. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jammer platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jammer Twitter page at Jammer FM under the post for this episode. Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah.